Evening, my Rabbi Isai. We begin a new week, and that takes us to a new Cheshbon, number 28. An interesting 28 is really uh, somewhat of a continuation. Maybe we'll call it a higher level, a deeper level, coming off of that of 27. In 27, we explained the, the Pasuk in Tehillim, Chafei, chapter 25, Kol Oruchois Hashem Chesed Vemes. All the ways of Hashem, meaning to say everything that Hashem deals out to a person can be viewed either as chesed or emes. Either Hashem is just giving kindness to the person, certainly in the simple pshat of the Pasuk, Hashem is just giving good to a person. But even when Hashem is challenging a person and sending him difficulties, it could be from the tzad ha-chesed. Don't think Hashem is all upset at you. Hashem is doing it out of chesed. Or it's emes. It's truthfulness, it's strict judgment, because the person deserves it based on what he did. Continues along now, the 28th Cheshben here of a total of 30 Cheshbenes, which these are just the select 30 that the Cheves of Ovis chooses. We'll see, he's going to say at the end, there are many more, if you want to make your own list. These, these just are my 30 that I'm offering to you. Is Cheshben Adamim Nafshai, a person should make a Cheshben himself. After the fact, this is a person who we could attest to his great bitokin in Hashem. He trusts Hashem. He places his confidence in Hashem. He doesn't walk around that I'm the one who does everything. It's my greatness. It's it's my great intellect. It's my handiwork. No, he has bitokin in Hashem. And he's such a good person, such a tzaddik. He serves Hashem. He's, he's an oivet Hashem. He's someone who serves Hashem with mysterious nefesh. He gives over his nefesh. He doesn't take the easy route. He's working hard. He uses his money appropriately. Whether he has a lot or a little, but he uses it as appropriately, and he gives it in a way that Hashem wants him to use this money. Wow. Can't get better than that, it seems like. Not only that, he guides his children to go on the derech in the derech of Hashem. Beautiful. And in all matters, this person is a righteous man. And all of a sudden, when things take a turn for the worse. They take a dive, a nosedive, southward. And all of a sudden, things were going well, and he was working to serve Hashem properly with all his nefesh. He he davened properly with his nefesh, and he learned properly, and he gave of his money to Tzedakah. And all of a sudden, things change. The And Hashem decrees something that would certainly not be his choice, this person's choice. It would certainly not be what he would choose. It would not be He certainly would not have asked for that. So, what should the attitude be? And this happens at times. Sometimes a person is at the top of the world and things are going great and he's making a lot of money. And he's not hoarding it for himself. And he's not just going on fancy vacations. 
but he's using the money appropriately. And he's giving hundreds of thousands or millions to Tzedakah. And he lives himself, what he needs to. But yet, all of a sudden, things get a little bad. And not only that, they go from bad to worse. you got to feel for this person. What should be his cheshman? What should be the attitude of such a person? Now, you can only tell it to someone who is truly a, a Baal B'Token, someone who truly trusts in Hashem. But uh, here he thinks everything's going well and he wants to take a little break. So, you know, go down in the middle of the winter. It's February. It's cold outside. It's snowing. Go to Florida a little bit. Ah, Florida a little bit. Respite in the sun. And meanwhile, it's rainy. It's cold. Ah. What does Hashem want? So that's a minor example. But in, in, any, in any type of example we may think of, either in our own lives or people we know, what should be the Cheshman? Says think. He gives what the Mashkiach called a peculiar marshal. It's a strange marshal, but he says it to bring out a point. The marshal is Shodim Nosla Khaveri Bamatana Bayasodim. Ruvain gives his friend Shimon a house. He says, I like you so much, I'm gonna give you this house as a gift. Or a field, he gives him a buys him a brand new car. Okay? Or he gives him a a, a present, he gives him a cash gift. Here you go, here I'm giving you a ten thousand dollar gift. And after that, Ola believe Mikabal Hamatona. Somehow it comes up in the mind of Shimon, for some odd reason, to destroy it. He has a brand new car that he got from his friend Shimon, and he decides he's just going to take it and bash it up. Deliberately. He has a brand new house, and he decides, you know what? I'm going to take this house, and I'm just going to take a sledgehammer and break it. It was a perfectly good house. It was beautiful, it was useful, functional. And Shimon decides one day, nah, smashing the whole thing down, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rebuild it again the way I want it. Now, imagine you're Ruvain, you are the benefactor, you're the one who gave him this brand new house, this brand new field, brand new car, and the recipient decides to change it. I'm going to change it differently than it was. Now, what would be the reaction of the benefactor, of the one who gave the matana? Certainly, he wouldn't take kindly to this. However, Chavazavava says, if you, if you strip it down to its core and say, did Shimon really do anything wrong? I mean, this is Shimon's house now. Now, how he got it was a gift from his good friend Ruvain. But now that Ruvain gave this Shimon wholeheartedly, not like he says, oh, you know, but I'm going to take it back. After. I get it wholeheartedly. It's your house. That's it. You're the owner. You own the title of this house. In truth, Shimon has the right to do whatever he wants with this house. I mean, this is his house. It's now his car. He could decide if he wants to just bang up the car and then fix it up in a different way. Right? He could decide to do that. You bought him a, a beautiful color car, and he decided, you know, he's going to just pour a, uh, a goldish-greenish paint all over it. And he likes that color. So it, it, it's certainly bizarre why he did that, but it, does Ruvain the giver, 
Reuven, the benefactor, does he really have any complaint? Does he have any tightness, any tvius? Is he is he able to claim anything against Shimon? Could he really to say, you know, I'm I'm really upset, I'm really saddened, I'm taking this to heart. He's he's saddened and he's sorrowful that Shimon the recipient changed it. Truth be told, once he gave it, he gave it. That's the marshal. Now, let's take a look at the the nimshal and try to make sense why he gave this marshal. Then again, we could understand from a purely uh, letter of the law standpoint. Okay, it's not very good midas. It's certainly not. Uh, it, it, the, the Shimon should at least okay it with Ruvain. Shimon should at least explain his actions to Ruvain. But even if he doesn't, and it seems bizarre, he does have the right to do that. That we have to agree. He has the right to do that. This is his house. He decides to paint it a funny color. He decides to break down this side of the house and rebuild it. He can do that. He decides to make the house smaller than it really was. He can do that. So what's the nimshal here? So to you, my brother, you gave us a benefit. You were the benefactor. That's the way it is in this world. It's a very interesting phenomenon. Just to mention something that I mentioned on Shabbos, based on the Medrash and Parshish Tetzaveh. With Rabbi Yeruchim Levavitz Atzal, the Mashkiach of the Mir, his uptaich, his explanation of this medrash. The medrash, the beginning of Parshat Tetzava asks, Why do we have a mitzvah of lighting the menorah in the Mishkan, in the Beis Hamigdash? So the Gemara asks already, the medrash asks, Does Hashem need light? Does Hashem need the light that we're providing him? I mean, it, it, it's obviously not. The, the answer is obviously not. But even more so, the Medrash says, Hashem was the one who provided light for them for 40 years straight in the Midbar. Hashem came with a pillar of light, a cloud of light at night and the day. So Hashem is the one who provides light. Do you think we have to give Hashem light? So what's the, what is this, a game over here? So the Medrash gives a fascinating marshal. To a person who is a sightly person. He sees Baruch Hashem. He's walking together with another person who is blind in both eyes. And the blind man can't walk, can't find his way. He doesn't want to fall into any potholes, doesn't want to bang into any walls. So the sightly person, the Pikeach, says, Come, I'm going to help you along. I'll lead you on the way. And the whole way he leads him and he says, Watch out for this thing, watch out for that thing. Stop this. I mean, coming with it. He leads in the hallway. They get finally to the destination and they come into this house. And it's a night already. And they have to illuminate a lamp. They have to put on a lamp. So the Pikeach, the one who sees, tells the one who is blind, the Summa, he says, Here, here is a match. Just strike it and put your hand straight and you'll be able to light this wick over here. And that's what the Summa does. Now, the sightly person doesn't need the Summa to do that. But he says the reason why he wants to do that is he wants to enable the Summa 
to do something back for the sightly person. He wants to enable the Summa, empower him, give him the chance to repay what the favor that he got from the person who sees. And the Medrash says, this is why Hashem told us the light. Hashem doesn't need the light. But Hashem says, I provided light for you for 40 years in the Midbar. And you sort of, you're indebted to me for that. Hashem says, I'm going to allow you to do something for me as if you're doing something. Even though you're really not doing anything. So Rabbi Rukum asks, is this a Latsunis? Is this a game? This is a charade. What's going on over here? But that's the way Hashem wants it. He says, really, the whole avoid that we have in this world is that of a summa repaying a pikeach, a blind man paying back one who sees, and one who has taken care of and guides and protects and shows the way, and the summa is able to do a little bit. And every blot of Gemara that we learn, and every tefillah that we daven, and every dollar of tzedakah that we give, and every mitzvah that we perform, is our way of being able to pay back Hashem. But so much so that Hashem says, I'll consider it as if you're giving me power. We have a Pasuk. We say it every day in Haidu. Tenu oiz leilikim. Give strength to Hashem. Kaviyochel Hashem says, I will be bound by your actions. You can either give me strength or you can make me weak, you have made Hashem weak. So Hashem gives us the chance to repay Him for everything we've done, everything He's done for us. Hashem gives us a chance to repay Him by doing things for Him. So that's this idea of Indeed, you have given HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you have been a Nadvan, you have been a, a benefactor. You've been someone who has given to Hashem, who has generously donated to Hashem, if you will. So once you gave this to Him, it's true Hashem enabled us and gave us the power to do it. But once you have already had this ability, once people have the ability to give to Hashem, so then that's it. I gave this dollar to Tzedakah. That was my schusa giving the Tzedakah to Hashem. I benched, a good benching. I said, Birchas Hamazen. Of course, there's great brachas that come upon a person. But that benching is now given to Hashem. And so it is with everything. The blot Gemara that I learned, that blot I've learned, of course, I have it. It's mine forever. And I'll get it out of my bar. But all of that that I've done, that that uh, the, given, the giving of it, the nadavonus of it, the giving to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is now Hashem. I gave that as a gift to Hashem. And therefore, Chavazavavah says in this marshal that we just had, as Chavazavavah explains, that's Hashem's now. If Hashem decides, you know, I took all of this that the person gave me, huge sums of money of tzedakah, huge amount of mesechtas that he's learned, huge amount of tefillah that he's done, and Hashem says, you know what? Really, I should be building a palace for this person. I should be giving tremendous bracha to the person. This is Hashem's gift that He received from us. And if Hashem decides, you know what, instead I decide, I'm not going to take this gift that this person gave me and I'm going to use it as if the way you would think I would use it, but I'm going to change it differently. I'm going to destroy it. And I'm going to rebuild it in a different way. 
could the person really come say, what, what do you mean? I, I gave you that. You gave it to me. It's now mine. You gave him a full heart. It's now mine. And truth be told, I can do with it as I wish. So says, You gave it with a full heart. You worked for Hashem. You did these mitzvahs. You learned this. Lishma. You did it for the right reason. And even if it doesn't seem that this is the right way of Hashem paying you back, but then I, even if you see it's not appropriate in the way you would want it, Chavazavavah says, I have a different answer for you. But in terms of how and what Hashem does, how Hashem treats the person, what Hashem does in in response to everything that we've done for Hashem Kaviyokul, we really can't have any argument that Hashem, you're not doing the right thing. Because Hashem really can do what He wants with the gift. Just like Shimon, who received the gift, was allowed to do so as well. So this is the marshal, and this is this new cheshbon, that sometimes a person does so much good, and he's, Hashem, oh, surely, I'm, I'm waiting for all to, to, to just pour down on me. And all of a sudden, bad things happen. All of a sudden, things take a die for the worse. So the attitude has to be on the number one. The first attitude is, really, Hashem is able to do whatever He wants. And if we don't have time by now, we'll have to stop. But Amir Hashem will discuss a Rabbeinu Yaina in Mishlei, which also helps us understand what Chavazavavis is telling us over here. A good tonight.